and I had watched a bustle video that was going around Facebook and it was talking about how homeless women manage their periods. And that is something that I had never considered. And I'm a woman who has a period. So um, if like we're the ones not thinking about it, like think about all the other people in the world who don't have periods. Welcome back to Go With The Flow. Flow is an intersectional feminist group here at the University of Southern California. We'll be discussing different issues here based on our own experiences and also research that our members compile for us. I'm Jamie, the Flow Podcast Director, and today we're continuing our Spotlight series yet again, where we highlight the amazing work of other organizations with Christy, the Administrative Manager and Marketing Associate of I Support the Girls. I Support the Girls is a nonprofit that collects and distributes essential items, including bras, underwear, and menstrual hygiene products to allow women experiencing homelessness, impoverishment, or distress to maintain their dignity. So before we jump into the episode, I'm going to give Christy a chance to talk about her role in I Support the Girls and how she got involved with the organization. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and for doing this donation drive for I Support the Girls and for featuring us. I'm super excited to be on. Yeah, so I've been with I Support the Girls for um, a little over a year and a half. I graduated in 2019 and I started working here the summer after I graduated college. I was an English major, so that kind of opens up a lot of different opportunities when you graduate. And I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, but I had worked with I Support the Girls for a class um, my junior year of college. It was a writing for nonprofit class. So I did like a project for them for my semester project. And then when I had graduated and started looking for jobs, I saw that they had an opening and then I applied and it just kind of came full circle. They remembered me, I remembered them, um, and it just worked out. So I've been here, like I said, a little over a year and a half. And my title is a little bit all encompassing. Um, at a nonprofit, we all kind of wear a lot of different hats, but overall, um, I help out with a lot of like the day to day communications and administrative work. I manage our warehouse here in Maryland at our headquarters. We actually just hired a part-time warehouse manager, so now that's kind of starting to not be so much in my role, but still overseeing that. And then I do a lot of work with like our affiliates and our corporate partners and our organizational partners and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. Like Chrissy just mentioned, yeah, keep an eye out on our social media because we will be doing a donation drive with Ice Part the Girls, which is really exciting. But I guess before we get more into that, just kind of a basic overview, what kind of services and programs I Support the Girls provide for people who might not be super familiar with the organization? Yeah, that's a great question. So as you mentioned in our mission statement, we really focus on providing dignity to women and folks in need. So we believe that one way to do that is to provide a good fitting bra, menstrual hygiene products and equal access access to them, um, and then new underwear as well. So we partner with a lot of different types of organizations who are in need of those products because a lot of organizations don't have a line item in their budget for pads, tampons, bras, or new underwear. Um, So we partner with homeless shelters, domestic violence shelters, um, public schools, prisons, reentry programs, correctional facilities. Um, We donate to refugees, LGBTQ communities. Really, (laughs) so many different communities we are able to... um, donate to a lot of different groups and reach a lot of different people, which is amazing just because there are so many different types of communities that are in need of these products. We also have um, several different programs in our organization. So our flagship program is our affiliate network. So we have over, or we have 59 affiliates currently um, in the United States and globally. And our affiliates are basically just chapters of I Support the Girls. So they take I Support the Girls to their city or state, and then they collect products locally and donate locally 
to partner organizations like their local homeless shelters and public schools and correctional facilities. So they're able to bring um, our services to different locations around the country and around the world. We also have a disaster relief program, which enables us to bring products immediately to areas affected by natural disasters or financial disasters like the COVID-19 pandemic um, and the government furloughs. So a lot of times, you know, when people are fleeing a emergency, the last thing on their mind is to think to bring tampons. But we always say like periods don't stop for hurricanes and periods don't stop for um, pandemics. So um, we're just able to provide that relief to women um, and people in need who may start their period after fleeing their home. And we've been able to provide disaster relief for hurricanes in Texas and Florida, the Bahamas. Um, We've also donated to wildfires in California and Colorado. And then recently with the pandemic, we've been able to serve a lot of people just impacted financially by that. Early on last March when everything was shutting down, and I'm sure you remember when people were hoarding toilet paper, (laughs) they were also hoarding tampons. So we were getting a lot of emails from people saying, like people who still had their jobs and could afford menstrual hygiene products, but they were like, I'm at the grocery store and there's no tampons, like what can I do? So we've just been able to provide those necessary items in times of crisis. We also have another program called our Forces for Change program, and that's just kind of how we focus on specific populations. So I mentioned we donate to um, you know, public schools um, because a lot of girls, unfortunately, will miss school because of their periods. So we have donated to a lot of different low-income schools so that girls don't have to make that choice. We've also donated to, like I said, correctional facilities. We've donated to migrant workers in Florida. Um, We've donated to refugees on the border in New Mexico and Arizona, and the list goes on. So that's kind of how we focus our services on specific populations in need that are often overlooked. And then our last two programs, which were just launched the end of 2020 and then early 2021, um, is our DASH kit program, which stands for Dignity, Aid, Safety, and Hygiene. And that is a program that specifically serves um, people who have fled a domestic violence situation. So back in, I guess, a year ago now in March of 2020, as things were shutting down, we saw a 35% increase in product requests, which was really crazy for us. And we noticed that there were a lot of people reaching out to us who had fled a domestic violence situation or who were still currently, you know, in quarantine or lockdown with their abusers. Um, so we really saw like a need rise for you know people in domestic violence situations or people trying to flee them. Although we have served you know survivors of domestic violence, domestic violence shelters since the beginning, we didn't have a specific program to really meet those needs. Um, so our dash kit is just a kit that is sent to someone who has fled a domestic violence situation. So they're in a safe place. It can either be their own address or you know a friend or a family or a shelter. Um, and it's just a care package that provides a three month supply of menstrual hygiene products, three pairs of underwear, three new bras, and then just various toiletries and a mask and a pen and um, a resource card with domestic violence resources that they can reach out to. So individuals can request that if they have flooded a domestic violence situation. Um, people can also request it on behalf of other people that they know. Because we saw that a lot of, like I said, people who are fleeing disasters often don't think to bring a powder tampon. Same with people fleeing a domestic violence situation. And we found that a lot of domestic violence shelters, when they list like what to bring when you flee, none of them listed pads or tampons just because, you know, it's not really thought about. And then our final program is our flash kit, <laughs> which is our menopause program. 
So um, we like to say that we will support you from your first period to your last. And our flash kits is similar to our dash kit where it's sent to individuals in need. Um, so this is for homeless women or low-income women and folks who um, are experiencing menopause. Um, and we just provide different um, items in the kit that specifically serve uh, menopause symptoms like fans and cooling packs and essential oils, incontinence pads, and kind of softer bras and cotton underwear, um, and then just like skincare products and stuff like that um, for people who are going through menopause and don't have the resources to really get those supplies that will just kind of make the process a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, wow, that's all like really amazing work. I think that was a super great point specifically about like the pandemic making access to these things harder because I think that's definitely something that has not been discussed a lot in like mainstream media and news so thank you for bringing that up um I guess kind of like you touched on this a little bit but like why is it so difficult for women experiencing homelessness or impoverishment to get access to these essential products and like I guess if you want to give also just a general overview why these products are so expensive in the first place yeah, that's a great question. So I think a lot of people, and including myself before I kind of entered this space and even heard about I Support the Girl, was around that time that I mentioned when I was taking that class and had to find an organization to support for my, um, my course. And I had watched a bustle video that was going around Facebook and it was talking about how homeless women manage their periods. And that is something that I had never considered. And I'm a woman who has a period. So um, if like we're the ones not thinking about it, like think about all the other people in the world who don't have periods. So I think that was kind of a wake up call for me. And I realized that a lot of people also never think about that. Um, I think when we think about the needs of homeless women or even just people struggling in any way, we think about those more tangible needs like food, shelter, clothing, financial support, and those are kind of the big ones. And more personal items like a maxi pad, a tampon, a bra, underwear, those are just not really thought about, but they're just as necessary as those other items. And, um, you know, having a properly fitting bra is not just going to provide confidence and, and dignity, but it also, you know, provides physical support and it can support a person's health as well as, you know, access to menstrual hygiene products. Like not having access to a pad can affect someone's health, not just their dignity. So first of all, you know, it's just not really thought about, not really talked about. A lot of people when they're, you know, put in those situations that are, you know, they're homeless or struggling financially, they're always going to choose a hot meal or caring for their families over those personal items. So not only is it not thought about by other people, but people in those situations are not going to, you know, choose a maxi pad over a meal or choose a new bra over, you know, supporting their kids and their family. So a lot of times like women's and people's just kind of personal needs are pushed to the side. And then the question that you touched on just about how these products are, you know, more expensive. Um, unfortunately, like they're just not seen as a necessity for um, a lot of people, even though I think any person that has a period would say that. It's a necessity when you're, you know, having your period. So first of all, just not seen as a necessity. So in most places, people have to pay for it no matter what. Um, it's not covered. A lot of people don't know this. It's not covered by food stamps. So, you know, other items obviously are covered by those, but people who are struggling financially cannot use their food stamps to, to cover the cost of menstrual hygiene products. And then in a lot of states, I believe there's still 30 states that have a tax on the tampon tax we call it, but it's basically a tax, a sales tax on menstrual hygiene products. So basically 
for people who are already struggling financially, it just makes access to those products that much harder. And, you know, it may not seem like a big deal. It may just, oh, it's just sales tax. But, you know, if you're already having to make those choices, you're going to choose other things over, you know, pads and tampons. So it just, and it also kind of, kind of makes a statement that like, oh, these products are not necessary. <laughs> these products are a luxury. Um, and obviously we know that that's not true. So it just kind of not only makes it more difficult to access, but it also kind of sends a message to us that, oh, these are not, these are not necessary for your health. Yeah. You, you just took like the words right out of my mouth when you were explaining that. I actually didn't know about that. They weren't covered by food stamps, which is crazy, but yeah, I think it definitely sends a very strong like political message that, you know, those things aren't as important as others. So it's a great point. I guess kind of now that we've covered the mission of I Support the Girls and kind of why this kind of work isn't necessary, how can people get involved and support I Support the Girls? Um, I know that you mentioned that you had been involved prior to working there. Yeah, that's a great question. So like I mentioned before, we have um, over 59 affiliates throughout the the United States and also globally. So um, one great way to get involved is to get involved with your local affiliate chapter. Um, Obviously, we don't have one in every single city and state, but um, if you do happen to be located in a city or state that has an affiliate, you can get involved locally with them. You can either, you know, collect products for them. We're always in need of maxi pads. Um, New underwear and sports bras are also really highly requested. And then there's also like volunteer opportunities. So you could help them sort bras or, you know, count donations and get things ready to be donated to local organizations that they partner with. Another way that you can get involved if you are not near an affiliate is just to, you know, do a donation drive like you all are doing. It's a huge, huge need. A lot of the donations that we receive are just from individual people who collect items or, you know, send us their old bras and (laughs) those tampons that have been buried in their drawers that they don't use anymore. So that's a great way to get involved and you can either ship them to us or donate to a local shelter and we can help you get connected to one. Another way to get involved is just to simply like raise awareness. So um, I think, like I said before, like a lot of people just aren't aware of this issue. Even if they are a person who has a period or wears a bra, like they could still just not really be aware of this, um, this need. And so I think just like simply having a conversation with your family and friends is a great way to raise awareness. You can post on your social media, which is always a great way to raise awareness. And then also you can, um, you know, donate financially. We have an online giving form. We're, we, we accept checks as well. Um, and those are really just ways to help us cover costs of shipping, to get products to areas where we don't have an affiliate. Um, and also just like the general, um, general operating funds, like our warehouses. We always like to say we can't keep the lights on with tampons. <laughs> so it just helps us, um, you know, stay afloat. So... Those are, I think, like the three main ways to get involved. Yeah, great. And yeah, just again, keep an eye out. If you're a USC student or in the USC area, that will be having our donation drive and really hope to get a lot of support from that. So yeah, thank you. Um, Are there any final thoughts or anything else you would like to share? Uh, no, I just want to thank you all again for, you know, talking about this and raising awareness and um, again, like collecting donations because those are really going to make an impact in the lives of um, people in your community. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And thank you for all the work that you've been doing with I Support the Girls. It's really amazing. Um, and thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you everyone for listening. If you want to learn more about Flow, you can follow our Instagram at USC Flow. Um, and do you want to share where they can learn more about I Support the Girls? Yeah, you can visit our website at www.isupportthegirls.org. 
Um, you can also email us at info, I-N-F-O, at isupportthegirls.org. Um, we're also on pretty much all social medias. Um, Instagram is I support the girls. We recently have been growing our TikTok presence, which is also uh, username is I support the girls. Um, and then there you can find um, links to our Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. And please subscribe to this podcast for more episodes spotlighting really amazing organizations like I support the girls. Thanks again.